Admitting that you hear voices in your head may not be at the top of your list of things you want to bring into the light, but I want you to rest assured you aren't the only one who hears them. Truth be told, we all do. The tricky part comes when we need to discern whose voice they actually are. Join me this week as I talk about who said that, discerning the voices in your head. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. The voices in our head can conjure up a lot of confusion unless we can figure out what those voices are and which one to actually pay attention to. You might think I'm crazy when I tell you I've heard voices in my head over the years. I used to think it was normal to have a committee meeting in my head every time I needed to make a decision or simply sit still for a while. If you're still listening, my guess is you know exactly what I'm talking about. Although most of the time the voices we hear sound like our own voice, I've learned over the years that we have an enemy who loves to disguise his voice as mine. You heard that right. The enemy can disguise his voice to sound just like yours. And he loves to plant lies in my head that make me think they're my thoughts. He's very good at deceiving all of us like that. The only voice any of us should be paying attention to is the voice of the Holy Spirit. We hear it all the time at church and from those who preach and teach. They tell us that we need to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. But if you're anything like me, I had no idea what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounded like, much less follow it. This week's prayer sheet is all about our children learning how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit in their lives. It is essential for them to learn how to recognize when God is speaking to them through the Holy Spirit. It's also essential that we learn how to discern the Holy Spirit's voice and the promptings in our own lives as we step up our spiritual parenting in this area. All week in the devotions, I will be discussing ways that you can discern the voice of the Holy Spirit versus the voice of the enemy. If you're not a member of the Raising Kids on Your Knees Prayer Tribe, won't you head over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe and receive our free prayer sheets and daily devotions. I'll leave a link right here in the show notes so that you can go over there and do that. On the podcast today, I want to share with you a few of those ways that you can discern those voices. Let's start off with the difference between conviction and condemnation. This is one I wrestled with for years, and I still do at times. Romans 8.1 tells us this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Condemnation is feeling very strong disapproval. Thankfully, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, there is no more condemnation. However, that doesn't mean we don't feel it every once in a while. Condemnation and its traveling companion, false guilt, love to follow on our heels. Most of us have experienced condemnation and false guilt at some point. Condemnation and false guilt love to make us feel bad for things we haven't done or for things that we've already been forgiven of. This is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings conviction to our hearts when we've done something contrary to the truth in the Bible. Conviction is a formal declaration of guilt. 
It is clarity from the Holy Spirit that we've done something that needs to be made right with God. When you hear the voice of condemnation in your head, you can rest assured it is the voice of the enemy. The Holy Spirit gently convicts us, which leads us to repentance. Remember this, the Holy Spirit convicts and Satan condemns. This next verse speaks to who we are in Christ and is in the past tense, meaning it's already done. Hebrews 10.10 assures us of this. And by that will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Because of the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, we are made holy when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Holy in its simplest form means different. We are different and declared holy by Jesus, whether we ever feel like it or not. It's a done deal. Since we live in a fallen world and we are saints who occasionally sin, it leaves the door open for the enemy to whisper lies of worthlessness in our ear. It's very easy to give in to this rationale and lies when the things we do or have done make us feel worthless. When we hear that voice in our head that tells us we're worthless, we can stand on the truth of the Bible when it says we have been made holy once for all. Whether we feel holy or not does not determine the truth that we are according to the Bible. It is true, however, that if we don't go back and right the wrongs we've done, it opens the door for the enemy's accusation. The more you choose to deal with the skeletons in your closet, the less worthless you will feel. When you hear the voice of the enemy telling you that you're worthless and unimportant, you know that it is not the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit only speaks truth about who you are in Jesus. Remember this, the Holy Spirit gives a sense of holiness. Satan gives a sense of worthlessness. As we talk about the next way we can discern the voices in our head, we must remember this principle in 1 Corinthians 14, 23. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. Disorder and confusion abound in our world today. Everywhere we look, there's confusion. Confusion is the playground of the enemy. Generalities are the name of the game when it comes to how he speaks to us. The thoughts of the enemy are never clear, but always murky and muddled. There is no clarity and a lack of peace about direction on decisions that you might need to make. A good rule of thumb is this. When in doubt, don't. When the Holy Spirit speaks, he's crystal clear on the direction he wants you to go in. The direction of the Holy Spirit always comes with a sense of peace. Colossians 3.15 tells us to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts. Peace is the referee between confusion and clarity. Peace is what should always win out when seeking God's direction in our lives. The Holy Spirit will be very specific, and what he says will always line up with the truth of the Word of God. We must be willing to wait for God to give us clarity and peace before we make a decision. Remember this, the Holy Spirit is specific and gives clarity. Satan deals in confusion and generalities. 2 Corinthians 5-7 tells us, For we live by faith, not by sight. As followers of Jesus, we're called to live by faith. Faith is being sure of what God says will happen, even when we don't see it yet. It is complete trust in the things that are unseen by the human eye. 
When we become a follower of Jesus, you exchange the things of this world for the things of eternity. However, you have an enemy who wants to dupe you into believing that it is all about the here and now and everything that's going on here on earth. He whispers lies in our ears that directly affect our feelings and emotions. Our feelings and emotions will draw us back to the world and take our eyes off eternal things. Walking by faith will require you to die to those feelings and emotions. Whenever you're tempted to give in to your feelings and emotions, you must remember that you are called to live by faith and to focus on Jesus. It'll be an act of great discipline in the beginning not to give in to your flesh, but the more you choose to live by eternal consequences, the more you will see the great blessing of choosing faith. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you with your emotions and your feelings. Remember, the Holy Spirit gives a sense of God consciousness through the word, and Satan gives a sense of self-consciousness through your feelings. Here's something for you to ponder today. Do you allow your feelings and emotions to rule your life, or do you walk in obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit despite your feelings? The next verse is one of my favorites. What a great promise for those of us who follow Jesus. Here's what it says. It's Isaiah 54, 17. But in the coming day, no weapon turned against us will succeed. You will silence every voice raised up to accuse you. These benefits are enjoyed by the servants of the Lord. Their vindication will come from me and I, the Lord, have spoken. The enemy loves to accuse us. In fact, according to Revelation 12, 10, he stands before the throne and accuses us night and day before God. The sad part is, is we chime in on his chorus. He accuses us in our ears, making it sound like our own voices. And before you know it, we've jumped right onto his bandwagon, speaking death to ourselves. Instead, we should be listening for the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit that comes alongside us and corrects us. The Holy Spirit never accuses us. Much like a parent with a child, the Holy Spirit comes alongside us to correct us and lead us in the right direction. The correction that God brings is for our good and for the good of God's kingdom. God loves us and desires nothing but his best for us. Remember this, the Holy Spirit corrects and Satan is the one who accuses I'm so glad you've joined me today to talk about how to discern the voices in your head. I sincerely hope it's been helpful for you. I wanted to let you know that Raising Kids on Your Knees is a nonprofit ministry dedicated to equipping you to transform the lives of your children through prayer and spiritual parenting. If you've been blessed by our ministry, would you consider donating to help us continue providing resources for you and your children? Raising Kids on Your Knees is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability, testifying commitment to financial integrity and transparent, accountable stewardship. There's a link in the show notes to make your tax-deductible donation today. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for my friend. Lord, I lift them up. Give them a sense of the difference between your voice and the voice of the enemy. Lord, give them discernment. Lord, I thank you that you walk alongside of us in this and you give us clarity and peace. In Jesus' name, amen.